And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by the regular top three crew, Aaron Angle. I just wanted to say that the Pelicans were just eliminated from the playoffs, and I almost cried. I could not be more proud. Go Pellies! Alan Nichols, fellow Pelicans fan, Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. Uh, I like I like Pelicans, I guess. Cool birds. Yeah. To, to, to be clear here, we're not talking about the basketball team. We're talking about the birds. I did see a video of a Pelican the other day trying to eat a dog. <laughs> I did, didn't didn't take but it happened very ter- very territorial birds they are brutal animals pelicans really didn't it wasn't going about it in a brutal way it just kind of looked like it was sizing it up realized there was no shot and then it just kind of looked sad well like they any video i've seen of a pelican before it, it, they just kind of like swallow it or try to swallow it and ask questions later so they are mouths like with wings that's it <laughs> yeah uh-huh. Also joined today by fellow Pelican, Bloodbath McGrath. I too feel the best advice in life is to swallow it and ask questions later. Yeah, he's Bloodbath's been saying this since junior high. That's true. <laughs> it's the first thing he said to me. Just swallow it, kids. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did Bloodbath just get bleeped for the first time? I think. No. Beep it. No, we don't bleep. We don't. We don't beep. Uh, bloodbath. It's only Aaron. Correct. Fair enough. Today we're going to be talking about the top three TV moms. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up, and so we figure we want to give uh, some moms some attention. And what better way to do it than to talk about the top three moms from TV shows? Uh, before we get into that, guys. As always, this episode is sponsored by the Rat Hour podcast with Rat Boy and also the new uh, the new podcast from Ratland, the Blood Reds Mad podcast. So, guys, what can people expect on the uh, the suite of rat-related podcasts this week? What's really weird is this week it was all hardcore, like, pornographic content. But I, I looked into it a little bit. The weirdest thing is that it was uploaded by his wife. So... I don't know what's going on there, but if you like hardcore pornographic content, you got to tune into the Rat Hour. And weirdly enough, <laughs> Blood, Blood, Blood Red's Mad Podcast, also hardcore pornography, Bloodbath, you'll fucking love it, man. Oh, I do love it. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look forward to that on the, the Rat Hour with Rat Boy this week. Uh, taking a break from, you know, your cereals and your citrus uh, for some uh, hardcore pornography there. So VDA. <laughs> <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Back to our show today. If this is your first time listening, the way that this show works is we have all picked our top three TV moms. Uh, we're going to go around in order. Everybody says they're number three. Then they're number two, number one's at the end, quick honorable mentions, and then our uh, many listener write-in top threes for this topic. So to get started, I think, I don't know about you guys, I was wondering about this, like when you guys were thinking of TV moms, 
was it just me or did you guys also like immediately snap to sitcoms for your list? I did. Absolutely. And it, it wasn't till um, I talked to a few people this afternoon um, trying to kind of finalize my list that I uh, that a lot of people started uh, mentioning animated shows. Uh, and that really totally changed the direction that I was going in. So, but I, yeah, I automatically thought sitcoms. I just, you know, and I, and I honestly was struggling because I, I kind of couldn't really think of that, but even moms off the top of my head, I think most of the sitcoms in my head, um, there's like a bunch of single people or, uh, no kids. So, or like in a lot of sitcoms, like the dad is like the big character, you know? Especially, like yeah, you said, animated sitcoms figure. like, you know, Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin or something like that. And the, not to say that Marge Simpson isn't a good character and that she's not going to show up on any lists, but like Homer is the focus of that show. Same with Peter Griffin. So it's, it may be a little bit harder sometimes to find moms that really, really stand out. But I, I definitely thought of sitcoms until I started thinking more and more and I found uh, actually quite a few uh, good TV moms that are not from sitcoms. The, the one thing about sitcoms is that they are like, they're super like formulaic. Like it's almost that like you can lay out the script and character basis for a sitcom as like a math problem. You know what I mean? There is a structure to the way it works. And the most successful American sitcoms always revolve around like the familial structure, a mom, dad. 2.5 children, a dog, and like a crazy aunt or grandpa who lives with them. So it's really easy for your mind to just like immediately go to like sitcom moms because that is essentially what sitcoms are. Like 99% of them revolve around that idea of like the prototypical American family with the same problems that we have, you know? So I, I would <laughs> say that like not all of my uh, top three are going to be sitcom moms, but they like immediately the first like five I came up with were all from 30 minute situational comedies for sure. Yeah. That was my first instinct. And then I was able to kind of get away from it as I thought about it some more, but that was definitely my first instinct. I came to the same result. Um, sitcoms were essentially all I came up with until probably yesterday. And then I figured out animated shows as well, which really, kind of opened everything up a little bit more but didn't even make my list i don't think it knocked anyone oh no it did i got one animated one on my list so and then like one other question for you guys when you're making your list like were you making your list with the idea of like the best moms like ones that you wish were your mom if you were in that situation or like i personally took the route of like top three characters that happened to be moms, not that I wish they were my mom or that I wish I was anywhere near these people. Some of them are horrible people, but a lot of them, my whole list were mostly just like, do I like them as a character? So the way that I did my list anyways was all of my characters have certain attributes that I think if you put all three of them together, they would create, in my idea, what is the perfect mom uh so th that that's kind of how i tailored how i picked this top three is i think every one of my top three moms on this list has like a serious mom quality that would qualify them uh to be looked at as 
a, a good mom. It's kind of like what Sarah does on her podcast. Like you, you, you I, I didn't pick this like based on like, okay, who are the best characters? I really looked at it as like, okay, who are the coolest moms? Who are the moms that are down to ride? Who are the moms that are all about taking care of their family? And I think each of my top three has some characteristic that if you combined all three of them, you would create like the God of mothers. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's a weird way. <laughs> Mom, God. Yeah, it's a weird thing. That's fine. Yeah, I'd say I kind of approached it a little bit um, on both sides of the spectrum. Um, characters that I like a lot that just happen to be moms and then um, good moms or good representations of moms from like my favorite shows. I don't know, because I, I kind of agree with Dave. I'm like, I'm not necessarily saying that like I think that they're good moms or like I want them to be my mom or or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And and just to kind of go back to what you were saying, too, it's also like when like sitcoms popped in my head first, too, and I'm just like, oh, all the 80s sitcoms killed off all the mom characters. Every mom was dead in the 80s sitcoms. <laughs> so it's always dad. So, yeah, I definitely had a hard time, too. And, and like you said, too, um, this would have been a good episode to have Sarah on. Uh, but I don't. I wasn't quite approaching it that way either because like I wasn't so much judging their mom skills as much as just their representation as like a character. So, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So I'll go ahead and get us started. Oh, before we get started, um, this episode is going to come out a little bit before Mother's Day. So everybody preemptively happy Mother's Day to the moms listening and to uh, some of us who uh, like for me, my mom is the biggest fan of a top three podcast that has ever lived. So this is a, <laughs> this is your opportunity to uh, remember Mother's Day's coming. Get ready for that. Do something nice. So Bloodbath, can I borrow your credit card? <laughs> yes. Aaron, can I borrow your mom? Aaron, can I borrow your mom? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, you guys both know so the good. only way to get that done is by talking to her directly. That's the kind of woman she is. Mm-hmm. So I will get us started with uh, my list, and this is my pick that's not from a sitcom, um, and this is probably the best mom on my list, like, objectively, like, if my other two picks were actually my mom, I would turn out to be a horrible fuck-up, but my number three is Joyce Byers uh, from Stranger Things, played by Winona Ryder, and she is... Mm -hmm first of all, just like a really good character. Like she is the glue that holds that show together. I think like the kids get into like their plots throughout the the show, but like the stuff that she and Hopper are doing is, I feel, I feel like that's like the glue that kind of keeps it in reality a little bit. Like, so it doesn't go like so far off into fantasy land or like weird horror land, um, which like, I like the, you know, the weird shit that happens, especially in season one and two. Uh, but I really like her as a character. And I think Winona Ryder acts her ass off in that show. Like she's like incredible in that show. And uh, yeah, Joyce Byers fucking, she'll do anything to, uh, to help her kid. So good mom. She's my number three. And first off, you are 100% right. Winona Ryder revitalized. I mean, she's always been a great actress and been in great movies, but she like, yeah revitalized her career like i remember 
she had that one scene in that show where she where like her son was communicating with her from the beyond or whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, the through upside the lights. Down, yeah. Through the lights. And like you have to think like as an actress, she had to she had to like push herself to that limit while essentially the only prop or other, you know, quote unquote character she had on the screen was a bunch of lights. And she nailed that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't talk about her anymore, but a really good point. Uh, is she was basically pushed to the brink of insanity, defending her motherhood and searching for her child when everybody said all was lost. Like she's mm-hmm. one of those mom characters that was put through the ultimate mom test, like the worst case scenario, hell on earth mom test, which is losing your child, but still believing that you're going to find them. Uh, and she was pushed to that point and then proven right. And it was, it was awesome. And she's a great mom, dude. I love that pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, Going back to what you said a little bit, Dave, um, just for the longest time I've seen Winona Ryder uh, in a particular way, Um, and that was, I think, the first time I've ever seen her play a mom or be presented as um, a mother figure, and she absolutely killed it, man. Like, she completely um, sold it and transformed, uh, you know, the perception that I think a lot of people have with her, because she's sort of a... She's a little bit of a cult figure, so I f- kind of feel like you know there's, you know, she's kind of kind of has like one particular character that she plays. Um, you know, most of her roles I kind of feel fall into, you know, a particular category, and you know, the, this was definitely something that's kind of in the wheelhouse. But like you said, it's the first time I've seen her done as a mom, and she absolutely kills it, dude. And and um, I agree, man. That's a solid pick. She the only thing I'd ever seen her in before was Mr. Deeds. So like I kind of forgot that she was an actress. Like I forgot who she was until I saw her in Stranger Things and I was like, "Oh, it's the woman from Mr. Deeds." Hell yeah. I know you'll never see it, but Girl Interrupted is an awesome movie and she is really 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 good in it. You're correct. I will probably never watch it, but I believe you. <laughs> uh Aaron, what's your number 3? All right. My number 3 performed by the wonderful Julie Kavner is going to be Marge Simpson or before she was married, Marge Bouvier. Um, (laughs) There are. So, you know, I talked a little bit about like how I was picking like characteristics of each mom. And if I could pick one thing about Marge Simpson, that would make her like the perfect mom. It's her like crazy attention to detail. There are multiple times in the Simpsons uh, where she's like just almost like turned on by the idea of like organized laundry and like a clean home, uh, almost to the point of like like legit being a crazy person about it. Uh, but to me, and you spoke a little bit on this earlier, how Homer is this like otherworldly figure in The Simpsons, and you're totally right about that. And what makes Marge Simpson, I think, one of the greatest TV moms is like her ability to reel all of that craziness in and, and, and still be able to maintain it. I remember when uh, it, in the Simpsons movie, when Marge told Homer she was getting a divorce, that was the most crushing fucking thing in the world to me. Like that was like literally Marge being pushed to her absolute like fucking breaking point and saying, you know what, this is enough. And I think most people who like the Simpsons, like, agreed with her they were like yes why have you're a smart woman why have you never made this decision to leave homer (laughs) in the first place um but as far as her being a mom she's she she, she's a great mom she loves bart 
no matter what, no matter how much of a fuck up she is. And like, while she tries her best, I feel like to cater to Lisa as a gifted child, uh, when normally it seems like when she's giving Lisa advice, it's almost kind of like advice on how to just like let things go and be a normal fucking kid, as opposed to like telling her to lean into that smart, weird side of her. She's trying to make her like a part of society that won't be shunned for her entire life. Uh, but yeah, I, I I look at Marge Simpson as the prototypical American sitcom mom. I think, you know, Edith Bunker did it before her and uh, whatever, um, Cunningham, whatever the mom's name was from Happy Days, did it after that. And then Marge Simpson to me, like in, in, in the heyday of like the American sitcom, Marge Simpson was that person. I'm, I'm going to stop talking, but I have one more thing I want to do for each character, which is I want to give you two quotes from this character that I think really embody who they are and uh, as a mom and a character. So for, for Marge, <laughs> and these, these are, these are very, this is, these aren't really funny, but these are cool. Uh, the first one is Lisa, you're learning many lessons tonight. And one of them is to always give your mother the benefit of the doubt. The other one, and this is a very Aaron's mom thing to say is, it's your first, it's, yeah, it's your kid's first day at a new school. Lisa, have fun. Bart, don't. Uh, which is <laughs> one of my favorite Marge Simpsons quotes. So, all chill. Uh, number three, uh, performed by Julie Kavner, who I, 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 I love. Uh, Marge Simpson. Yeah, good pick. Marge is a solid pick. I was definitely going to put it on my list, I think. Um, man. I agree with you 100%, but I also kind of feel like, as a big Simpsons fan and somebody who's, you know, <laughs> religiously watched, like, the golden years of the show um, countless times, like, I feel like there's an ongoing criticism where Marge really gets um, the shaft in a lot of seasons, a lot of episodes. She gets put on the back burner a lot. Um, she always gets some, like, nice lines here and there and some funny bits, but, like, I don't know. I just I feel like there's just a huge like chunk of time where she is like neglected so much by the writers, and um, she doesn't get a lot of arc, uh, a lot of arcs to her character. So I don't know, man. I I guess I kind of feel like she was in the pantheon, but I feel like there's some people who uh, I don't know. They've just they've gotten they've gotten a better shakedown. I, I totally respect and honor your opinion, Bloodbath, but if you could kindly walk into the other room and fuck your own face, that would be awesome for me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, Bloodbath's, Bloodbath's 100% right, and like uh, we can extend it even farther than Marge Simpson and say that the Simpsons writers in their heyday neglected female character story arcs in general. Um, but like, like I said, just, just, uh, her like yin to Homer's yan, but still being able to like maintain a relationship because she's trying to be as good of a mother as possible. She even has one other line where they go to a casino and <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm not good at games of chance. Uh, me and Maggie played Candyland and I threw vodka in her face. Just like, you get a baby's face. Like. <laughs> so, so yeah, I just, I, I love Marge Simpson, man. Yeah. Number three. Yeah, it's a good pick. And like, I feel like she's someone who like, if you just watch a few episodes of The Simpsons here and there, like you might not see like her as a really good character because she is kind of like Bloodbath said. And like I said earlier, in the background a little bit, just compared to Homer and Bart and all the the wild characters in the show, she's like the only normal one in the entire family. So 
she does get put on the back burner a little bit. But like, if you watch enough of The Simpsons, I totally agree. She's a really good character, and she's she's also the glue holding everything together there because she's the only normal person in the entire family. Great point. So, uh, Alan, what's your number three? My number three is Leanne Cartman. Uh, mother and father hell yes um leanne cartman so uh, when i was going through this list these these potential characters to put on this list um i didn't know what to do and i considered marge simpson but just i i couldn't i couldn't i feel like i couldn't rank mothers because mothering can be something very very different to every person and so everybody's going to have their experience and in a lot of ways leanne cartman is a spectacular mother um i mean you probably won't find a mother that is more dedicated to her child in some (laughs) truly terrifying ways than leanne cartman um you know whether she's you know filming german scheiser films to (laughs) <laughs> okay, to pay for his cheesy, <laughs> for his cheesy boost habit, or uh, you know, whether she's running down the stairs when he yells for his poop bucket, um, or just being a little bit of a, a dirty <laughs> slut. Um, Leanne Cartman uh, does whatever it takes uh, to get Eric Cartman whatever he needs, and and Eric Cartman's a terrible person, so it just goes to show how much motherly love Leanne Cartman has. Um, so my number one, Leanne Cartman. Yeah, you want to talk about three, characters characters that have been through some shit on behalf of their kids? <laughs> yeah, she's right at the top of the list. Who could be Aaron Cartman's father? Is it Jimbo, <laughs> Officer Bob Brady, the 1997 Denver Broncos? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. She is the worst fucking mom. Like, there is, like, <laughs> he is such a terrible mother for letting her child behave like that. I don't have a child. I do not have one. And I'm not sitting here saying that I advocate beating the snot out of a little fucking kid, even though I kind of do. Actually, you know what? That's exactly what I'm saying. I would beat the shit out of Eric if I was his mother, dude. Leanne Cartman is the worst mom. She's very funny, and she's a very funny <laughs> character. I agree with you. But I, dude, the fact that she doesn't just, like, choke Eric until he, like, passes out and then, like, throw him in the closet, like, I, I just, I don't get it. You're right. She's See, dedicated in the, funny, but in the, funny the thing unhealthiest is, way. Funny thing is, CPS wouldn't give it, doesn't give a shit that what is happening with Leanne they Cartman and shit. Eric Cartman nope. is happening. But if she choked the shit out of him, they'd be there in a heartbeat. (laughs) Man, like, yeah, I mean, I I think that she is dedicated and I give her props for that. For like, again, she's been through some shit (laughs) in the name of like giving her son what he wants. That being said, he's spoiled as fuck because she literally will do anything he asks, like anything. And... I don't know. She's she's a really funny character though, and I have a couple picks on my list coming up that are like horrible moms. So like I'm not right. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve to be on a list. She's a very funny character. And she was on my like when I went through and just kind of wrote down all the moms that I thought were funny or good characters or good moms, she was on that list. She's just she just got pushed out by some others on my list, but I get it. 
she's not even the worst mom on my list. Oh, there's yeah, there's there are many that are fucking terrible. So I'm sure oh, yeah. we'll get into that. <laughs> Is it Cartman's Damn, mom? I cannot think. Yeah, I, I cannot know. imagine like the horrible moms that you guys are t- thinking of. So I'm, I'm intrigued to hear the rest of your picks. Yeah. Um, I just want to say I. The only thing I'm going to add to this is I forgot the um, the um, aspect of his mom being like a huge slut. Like I I kind of missed that. They like yeah. sort of dropped that in the last like ten or fifteen years of the show. But like I like how in the first couple seasons like she just slept with everybody. Every time there's the situation, she just had sex with someone. Uh, when um <laughs> when the cyborg the episode where like the cyborg comes from the future to like destroy his <laughs> Eric's trapper keeper. <laughs> Uh, the house gets knocked down. Okay. You like see her in the corner, like having sex with the cyborg Bill Cosby. <laughs> anything for her child. I, uh, I like anything. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Bloodbath. What's your number three? Um, my number three is gonna be uh, Peggy Hill from King of the Hill. Nice. Great answer. Yeah. Good pick. Really, like, all I had to say is, like, if, I mean, you know, I'm a diehard King of the Hill fan. Uh, Peggy Hill, I think, is one of the funniest characters that they've ever, like, that's ever um, been put on TV. Uh, she just constantly makes me laugh. I, I think, like, her, her entire personality is so completely different than any other uh, mom you're going to see on TV. Um, just her 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 um, ego and her self-inflated um, sense of self and just her, you know, ideas. And, you know, just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here trying to explain Peggy Hill to everybody. Like you should, you know, everyone should be well-versed and like the Peggy is Peggy isms. Uh, but like, I just, she's such a, a different dichotomy of like a representation of a mom on TV. And I think it's just the greatest, like she's, she's not, you know, She's not Leanne Cartman. She's not like, you know, a terrible mom. She's actually a, a really good mom and she's not like a terrible character, but like she is such an interesting, like just, you know, well-rounded, fleshed out character that I just, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't leave her off the list. So Peggy Hill. Yeah, I definitely get like Peggy Hill feels more like a real person than a lot of these other, like, especially like cartoon sitcom moms, you know, she's like, I I I think Peggy Hill's very funny like with just how headstrong and stubborn she is that like the situations she gets into is just really funny to me or like you know when she claims that she speaks Spanish super well and then you hear her speak Spanish and she's like no I'm fucking good at this and I'm like yeah okay sure <laughs> all that stuff is really funny to me I really enjoy Peggy Hill and like on the you know, kind of like the reverse of what we said about like Homer and Marge, how Homer is this like over the top character and like Marge is the one who kind of like reels in and, and is the normal person in her family. Like Peggy Hill is one of the very few like sitcom moms who are the force of like weirdness mm-hmm. in her family. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a very subtle thing because like Dave's right. Like she is like a normal person compared to a lot of people on these lists. Um, but she is the one in the family who is causing chaos. Like it's not, it's not Hank Hill. Hank is that like sort of balance again in a very weird, subtle way. Bobby though. Bobby's a kid. Bobby's a 13 year old kid. Kids. Yeah, Bobby's kid. just That's a little fair. kid. You Hank know what I'm saying? Is, she- yeah. Hank just wants to like sit and like 
just chill. He Hank, Watch Hank, he never has he long. never has like harebrained schemes. Peggy's the one who comes up with that stuff. Correct. And uh, just correct. one more thing uh, performed by Kathy Najimi, who's very, very Jimmy. I don't know how to say her last name exactly. She's awesome and uh, should be given credit. Also in Rat Race. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I like I uh, I love the pick of Peggy Hill. I considered her heavily for my list. Um, I watched hours of King of the Hill on YouTube because I don't have a Hulu subscription and I didn't want to get one. And apparently that's where you watch it. Uh, but Peggy Hill's a phenomenal character. Um, a lot of fun. But the more and more I watched, the more and more I thought, man, Peggy Hill's like maybe my fourth or fifth favorite character on this show. Yeah, she's definitely up there, dude. I love that moment in the episode where like Bobby is kicking people in the nuts to win fights. And then at the end, he tries to <laughs> fight Peggy. Like he's like, I'm going to fight Peggy. And he kicks her like in the fucking vagina. And she's <laughs> like, oh, you can't pull that trick on me, Bobby. And he just fucking panics, dude. And she like, <laughs> fucking like, puts him in a headlock and tackles him and fucking like just in front of, yeah, in front of everybody. Top tier mom moment in a TV show for sure. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good pick. I'm definitely into that. Um, I'll get us into number twos. And uh, my number two is both a bad mom and not like that deep of a character, but she's on my list because I laugh like every time she's on screen. And that's Estelle Costanza from Seinfeld. Yeah, Like partly, partly the combo of her and Frank Costanza, but like she by herself, Every time she's on screen, especially when she's talking to George, I laugh at almost everything she says. And like the uh, uh, the actress, uh, her first name's Estelle. I forget her name. She she died recently, uh, which was a shame. R.I.P. R.I.P. That's right. Her name is Estelle Harris. Yeah, I knew her first name was Estelle because it's the same as the character. But anyway, uh, every time she's on screen, if you've never watched Seinfeld, she is always like yelling like always yelling on screen and you would think that that would get old but she's never on screen for more than you know 15 seconds at a time so it's these little like bits she's either like shouting at frank like their marriage is very funny to me how they're just always like like they don't it's it i don't think they hate each other but they're always yelling at each other and it's funny um and then her and george together are just like so funny she's just constantly like like making fun of George or like putting him down, yelling at him for things he did or how other people are succeeding, but he's a piece of shit. And it's so like, obviously not a great mom, right? All of these things I'm saying, but she's very funny and I love, uh, I love her character. So she's on my list. Yeah. uh, I relate a lot to the George and Estelle uh mother son relationship i think i have a really great mom i don't think she puts me down necessarily but i can there's there's a level of the banter that i feel like my mom and i have when we're with (laughs) each other um that being said like i am really curious if uh if frank and estelle hate each other like i've never really i've never really like pondered that because you have to kind of wonder why they're together and i mean i know they get briefly separated on the course of the show, but like it, it is weird. You, I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they hate each other, Dave? Or do you think it's just like 
they're just old and 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 crazy and you know yeah like they're (laughs) they're both crazy people like especially frank like they are both legit crazy people so i yeah i don't necessarily think they hate each other i just think they both yell at each other all the time because that's what the that's the kind of people that they are you know and also they've been married forever George is their son, which is a terrible thing to happen to, you know, a set of parents to have George Costanza as your son. Um, Yeah, I don't think they hate each other. I just think they yell because they're both crazy people. Now, I'm not like the biggest like Seinfeld fan. Like I've watched it and I I enjoy Seinfeld. Uh, And I was like, I was thinking about earlier, I was thinking like all like the the great American sitcoms and I came across I'm like, okay, so Seinfeld, like who are the moms and who's the best one? And is without any question she is the funniest mom in the show uh she's infinitely more interesting than jerry's mom uh that's but i'm glad you brought that up because jerry's mom was in consideration for my list because if i was going to pick someone from that show to like you know if i get transported and i'm like whose family are you joining like i'm joining the seinfelds for sure because jerry's mom is like is nice to him and like you know, pinches his cheek and says he's handsome every time she sees him. And like, I like her character too. But for this list, if I want, if I had a character I want to talk about and like explain why I think they're funny, it's George's mom for sure. That is way more in line with who my actual mom is. But I am a huge component of like negative reinforcement to like harden <laughs> a human being. So I'm I'm all for her type of mothering. I would be a lot more similar to her if I was a parent than probably any of the other parents on that show. I uh, I have nothing on this one. I I have not seen a lot of Seinfeld. I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about, but that is that is it. She has the same hair as I do. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I got it right. Yeah. I know who you're talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. She, she looks, she has the same hairstyle and she looks very similar to the mom on everybody loves Raymond, but they're not the same person. I kept, I kept, uh, conflating the two. So I wasn't sure I got it right, but I, I know who, I know who it is now. The one on everybody loves Raymond is much more calm. Like Estelle Harris is always yelling. So. Oh yeah, mannerisms. I got, I got nothing. I think I've seen her in like, like I said, I've seen a handful of episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah, um, and she was in one of them at least. Yeah, she, she, they always pop in every other episode or so. The Costanzas make an appearance, and they're one of my favorite like parenting couples. Again, not because they're good parents, but when they're on screen together, it's funny every time. <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, what's your number two? All right, my number two, performed by the magnificent Lena Headey, is Cersei Lannister. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, so, y- you know, when I first thought about this, I was like, <laughs> Cersei Lannister, wouldn't that be a funny pig, dude? And, like, I, was, I just kept thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? Cersei is legit, like, Maybe in the show it kind of falters off, but at least in, in in the books as well is a is a great character. She is one of my favorite written or performed characters ever in any show in any medium. Uh, but the what relates her back to this list is Cersei is that down to fucking ride mom. 
she's the only, she's the <laughs> I wrote this down and now it's funny reading it back to myself. She's the only person who likes Joffrey in the yeah. whole <laughs> yeah. the, the only person who likes Joffrey. And you can tell there's a part of her that's like, you know what? He, I fucked my brother and made him, and this is why he's fucked up. But I got no, I have no choice. He's got the poison blood, and I've got no choice but to raise him. Uh, you, you know, without without going crazy, because uh, I, I feel like uh, eventually along the line, I'm going to talk about Cersei again on this podcast. But she is like that ultimate. I will literally do anything for my kid. Like I will go to like these extremes like it w- with certain things to to make sure that my children are safe the one thing that comes into my mind is during the sack of king's landing when they think stannis baratheon is going to take over uh the castle and you have uh tywin's army you know knocking on the door to the throne room and she doesn't know it's them she takes out that little vial of poison and she's going to give it to her son to kill him because she knows what's about to happen if stannis baratheon's army breaks down that fucking door like to be able to like go to the extreme of like i would kill my child because it is the right reason and her like being completely right about that like you know there is a you can justify that um in ju- just in terms of like if you are like a mother killing your child is 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 unforgivable evil act but there is that one moment where where it's about to happen where you're like just 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 give it to a man cuz this is about to get real fucking bad for this 5 year old kid and she knows it and I know it she is the one per the, the difference she has uh compared to a lot of the other uh moms that we're going to talk about tonight is she is in a position of absolute power uh she basically builds her way up from like just the fuck log of goddamn uh uh i I can't remember his name who's the fat king what's his name is that robert is that his name bobby yeah yeah (laughs) bobby yeah my man's bobby b uh she 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 basically goes from like this just like weird part of his life that he doesn't give a shit about to basically rising her way uh, all the way up to queen of uh westeros uh and she does this Simply motivated and driven by revenge for her slain children or the protection of her family, you know, Tyrion uh, excluded. So I'm going to wrap this up, but I do have two quotes from uh, Cersei Lannister that I do think are really, really cool. Um, The first one is, what good is power if you cannot use it to protect the ones you love? Uh, And the one that I think is a little bit more prevalent, my point is, the more people you love, the weaker you are. You'll You'll do things for them you shouldn't do. You'll act the fool to make them happy and to keep them safe. Love no one but your children. On that front, a mother has no choice. And I, I think that is the perfect way to encapsulate Cersei's motivations throughout the story. Uh, no matter how fucked up a thing she does, you can always justify that action because of her mother, her motherhood and because she cares so much uh, about her children. So number two, Cersei Lannister. So I chose Leanne Cartman, and you said that her child was out of control. <laughs> but you choose Cersei Lannister. Well, Eric Cartman's not king, you know. Joffrey can do what he wants because he's the king. Uh, Correct. She can't hit him because she's a woman in medieval times and she'll be killed. He was also it. a real son of a bitch beforehand, too, though, even when he wasn't king. But he was she, in he was next in line to become king. 
And she literally yeah, like, he was also and a he's like, of a bitch, you so. do that again, I'll kill you. Like, and he means it and he will. Like, I, but you're 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 totally right. You're right. You're right. I, I shit on you for saying some woman is a bad mother. There are aspects of her that are a bad mother. And I guess I'm kind of retracting on what you guys were talking about earlier about like picking like a, a, a somebody based on like how much you like their character. And so I'm going to retract and say that I, I guess that's kind of what I'm doing right now, because, you know, while she is like an awesome mother and that's, you, you know, I, I said, I kind of wanted to take traits from every mother and her trait is she's a down to ride fucking bitch. Like I cannot defend her being a good mother because she is a terrible, terrible human being. Well, she's a terrible human being, but like, like everything I said about Cartman's mom is the same with Cersei. She will do anything for her kids. Now that, blows up in her face later like when she reads the situation totally wrong in the late seasons with uh what's his face the the youngest one i forget his name um tommen tommen yeah uh, that blew up in her face but like everything she she basically everything she does is for either her kids or for jamie that's basically it uh so like on that front like you said like down to ride fucking bitch Cersei that's she's number one on that list <laughs> and also like a great character I'm with you Aaron she's she I think she's one of the best characters in that entire like in that entire series um I mean until the end yes 100% until the end yes and I know I'm like trying I'm trying my hardest to give props to the actresses right here Lita Headey is the best actress in that show. She murders everything, even when her dialogue and character gets fucking awful. She kills it the entire time, and like yeah. that character would not exist in the vein that I portray it as without her doing it that way. So I, I can do nothing but give her props. She is one of my favorite actresses, no matter what I've seen her in. And she really brought that character like from from the books that I knew and loved, like to life in a way that I was like, oh, you are nailing this. Yeah, she she was perfect uh, for that casting for sure. Like, just the, she's also <laughs> the only other thing I've seen her in is uh, the the Dread movie from like 2013, and she's a good villain in that movie too. She's creepy, she's scary, she's intense. Yeah, that is that. who that is, isn't it? Yeah, you just blew my mind, Dave. <laughs> I kind of thought that Cersei, Cersei was like a, a ridiculously selfish mother. I mean, you know, I, I kind of feel like she just used her children as tools and pawns. And that the you whole can make, you can I make that argument thing was just an act. But that's, that is so, I mean, like argument I would listen to for, for real, like for real. Like she in, is an insane person. In her defense, and this is not like a strong defense, but in her defense, that's how politics work in that world is children are used to form alliances and stuff like that. That that's just how shit works. Oh, without, without a doubt. I mean, I'm not saying she was wrong to do it either. I mean, if I were her, I, I certainly wouldn't have loved Joffrey. You know, I mean, he yeah, was I, a, like I said, he was, I a little, he was a little asshole. Yeah. Like, I think Kate, what you're saying is like, she's using her children for something she wanted no matter what, that, but that, that not her necessarily lust for his. power is more than right. the love for her children. And I, I I can't disagree with that, but at that at the same time, she still goes to those lengths. And yeah. you can justify her actions in the in, by saying, like, hey, she's protecting her children or making certain her children are safe. And the revenge factor that I kind of glanced on too, like a lot of what she did in the later seasons was revenge for Joffrey and Tommen and uh Myrcilla, I believe was her daughter's name. Um all, all the things she did, like eventually equated to 
you know, her becoming queen and being this huge fucking like power hungry asshole uh, because of the revenge for her slain children. Well, like I was because I thought about putting Caitlin Stark on my list. And if you want to talk about doing fucked up things for to her kids, like it wasn't her decision, but like Mm -hmm. fucked up things happening to her kids based on political decisions like Caitlin Stark arguably did worse things to her kids. And if they would have expanded on the Lady Stoneheart story in the television show, I probably would have picked her character over Cersei Lannister. But they but they didn't. And it kind of just ends pretty early into the series. And I I, I just couldn't put her over Cersei. Yeah. All right. Cool. Moving on from Game of Thrones. Uh, Alan, what's your number two? Oh, uh, my number two is Kitty Foreman. uh, Okay. Probably here, here. the actual, actual best mom on my list. Uh, but she flies it at number two. Uh, Kitty, I think, is probably a pretty relatable mom for a lot of folks. Um, you know, she... I, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in a house where both of my parents worked, um, like the Foreman household. And uh, so there were there were times where I would have people over, you know, that 70s show is one of my favorite shows because of of the way that the family interacts with the kids. Right. I mean, that's, that's one of the, one of the best parts of the episode or of the TV show. You you watch the kids grow up, but you watch them move through the Foreman house um, and watch how the interactions go with, with uh, red and, and Kitty Foreman. Um, And who, both of them kind of always reminded me of my parents, probably just because Red is bald like my dad and my mom likes wine. But um, Kitty was always ready to go to bat for her kids and, uh, you know, all the things that you want want a good mom to do. Uh, You know, just making sure that they were safe and not getting venereal diseases and, uh, you know. (laughs) Dude, uh... she, dude, I I love Kitty Foreman. I think one of the cool things about her is like rubs reds like uh, asshole-ish, like rubs off on her sometimes. So when she gets like really mean in the show, she gets like nasty drunk mean. Uh, there's this yeah. one part that Kitty Foreman has where she goes downstairs the, to where all the kids are hanging out, and she's like, "Hey, listen, like I'm a nurse. I know statistically one in five high school students smoke cigarettes. I'm gonna close my eyes." and lay out my hand and when i open them up i want a cigarette and a lighter so she closes her eyes and it shows like one person hand her a cigarette but you don't see who and then all of them at once handing her a lighter and that is one of my (laughs) favorite fucking that 70s show moments dude great pick i love that shit dude yeah alan i always kind of thought your mom reminded me of kitty foreman like just straight up like making a straight the fuck up yeah, we we've talked about this before. Like I remember in it was either in high school or college. Like I said something to Alan I was, or Alan said something to me where he's like, yeah, my parents are kind of like Kitty and Red Foreman, uh, except uh, Kitty drinks tequila and my mom drinks wine. And I was like, yeah, that's a that's a very funny comparison. Like I've never seen Alan's dad be mean, but I know I know Alan's dad is capable of that, which is very funny to me. But yeah, Connie, Alan, she reminds me of Kitty Foreman so, so much. It's very funny. Yeah. I didn't put Kitty on my list because I, frankly, I just figured everyone else was going to put her on the list. Um, But she is like objectively 
maybe the best TV mom. Like I, my number one is more of like a Dave likes this character a lot pick. But if we wanted to, if this category was like best TV moms, Kitty Foreman's maybe number one. She's a good mom, but she's also a funny character. Yeah. Um, so that's why that's why she made my list. And I, I would totally agree with you. She is the funniest TV mom to me. She's not the funniest to me. You'll see who that is in my number one. But she she is oh, real. Yeah. She is really funny. There's one that can rival it, and I know who you're gonna pick, and I know it's her, <laughs> and I already agree with you. Well, okay. Beth, what do you think about Kitty Foreman, my dude? Kitty Foreman is, uh, you know, I might have to save my comments for later because she may wind up on my list. Um, <laughs> but she's uh, she's one of the best, man. Um, I I love Kitty. Um, all I will say, based on what Alan said, uh, I do agree. I really like when Red's assholeness uh, and anger rub off on her. When Kitty gets angry, it's really funny and really cute and very, very well done. It, you know, Red's anger is very different than Kitty's anger, and I think that they find a really good way. You know, they they sell being a married couple like so well. They sell like themselves as a couple like so like beautifully um, and that d- the way they can play off each other, um, not only as like characters, but like the actors um, like just it's it's amazing. I, you know, for what it's worth, um, you know, uh, someone always said to me that they hope that when they become a parent that their house is uh, like Red and Kitty's. Like they that's how they aspire to be as parents, like parents to like the neighborhood. So yeah, uh, that's all. I'll, I'll save the rest for later. Fair enough. Koi boy. Koi boy. Hashtag Koi boy. Hashtag a top three podcast. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, Bloodbath, what's your number two then? My number two is Francine Smith from American Dad. Good call. Okay. Yeah, dude, uh, for real. Um, I talked to someone today who brought that up and I really thought about it. And I was like, damn, that's a good pick. So I explained why I feel like I couldn't quite go with Marge. Um, Lois was a Lois for Family Guy was going to be maybe on my list. Um, but man, I just really don't, Lois is so cynical and, um, oftentimes mean spirited and, um, I don't know, family guy is just kind of trash anymore. Um, I really low key think I kind of like American dad better than family guy. Um, and one of the reasons is definitely Francine. She's awesome. She's written so much more, so differently than, uh, a lot of a lot of similar characters um marge is written to be very wise and um very uh outspoken uh lois is written to be very uh beautiful and attractive but um kind of uh and and very smart um and kind of put upon by her husband and francine is written to be very uh gullible and very dim-witted and very uh dim-witted it's not a fair way to say it she's written to be very um um oh shoot what am i thinking of she's written to be simple. very um yeah simple and um ditzy and a little Bad goofy. um 
and and they really play that up and it's extremely cute i think she's like an extremely cute character i think um she's very earnest i think it's fun every every storyline that involves her i think is really um just i don't know she just seems she feels so much more like a well-rounded character than a lot of the other options you could have gone with even even marge to an extent i feel like people like characters like marge and lois um they always try and like paint them with a broad brush but then oh but you know they also you know they're really smart and cultured or this or that they just happen to be with these fucking idiots and they they don't do that with francine she's like just you know in it it, you know they they own up to who she is um for good or bad and i just i really appreciate that and i think uh i just think she's funny man i think she's way funnier than the other characters and i think that they just they they know how to they are able to incorporate her in the storylines way better than um a, a episode of the simpsons that's a marge story or an episode of family guy that's lois story so um yeah i don't know that's my pick i don't necessarily think that I mean, she she is a great TV mom, don't get me wrong. Uh, so I'm not going to like sit here and like, you know, shit on her. But what I will say is I think American Dad is a very, very, very underrated cartoon uh, that I think a lot of people shit on unfairly. Um, and she is a she is a very good character and she's she's very, very funny. So uh, I, I, I don't know if I would put her on my list just because I feel like she's kind of like. I, I, I don't know, like, of course, uh, with, with the way like she's portrayed in the way she's written and but she she is a joke machine uh which which falls in line a lot with like you know what seth mcfarland does with all of his characters like uh especially his female characters where it just seems like a lot of them are joke machines because like his staffs don't generally know how to write them properly i, I guess is the douchiest way i could explain <laughs> explain that without ever no having i agree 100 percent I agree 100%. And they are they are joke machines, and they do. Uh, but that's I think why Francine like stands out because I feel like she I, I feel like they at least find the right tone with her, and like they're they're consistent with it. You know, like I said, they don't try and give her some backstory that makes you know, you know, gives her character more depth not i mean like she's a she's a a well-rounded character i'm just saying it just doesn't feel like they try and shoehorn all these different aspects of her character together like it feels like it's just there and it's earnest and i don't know like i just i i feel like she's probably the best written character on a seth mcfarland show honestly that's not like you know stewie or i don't know who else at this point family guy fucking sucks whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wrong, uh, but good point about her being the hottest cartoon TV mom I can think of. Bloodbath, nicely done. Yeah, that is that is legit. I yeah, I'm with you there, buddy. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add. I never liked American Dad. Like I only watched it in its first few seasons when it first came out, but I thought it was I don't know, I just grating. So I never watched it after that, and I don't remember really anything about this character. He's very I've, hot. I've seen a few episodes. <laughs> I've, I've seen a few episodes of this show. Um, I don't watch it either. I do remember the character, though. Uh, she was very dumb. But I appreciate what you're saying, Bloodbath. They embrace that about her character. She acknowledges that that is, that is who she is. And they just approach it from that angle. From what I remember, she kind of seemed like almost like a secondary character. She would run around with one of the other characters and kind of 
be a um like a bit player almost for for their their scenes i thought but i don't really i don't really know that much about the show yeah yeah all right moving on into number ones before we do that we will hear a word from our sponsor Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones, and we record super late at night for for most of us, actually, and coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties, or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners. 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram, and check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. And we're back. Time for number ones. And my number one TV mom is uh, maybe the worst mom. Horrible. Uh, her family suffered basically mostly because of her. Um, but she is also the funniest TV mom, I think. And so like when TV moms as an idea came up in my like came up in our discussions for what to talk about next, she was the first one to come up. And it is Lucille Bluth. She's my number one. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. I knew that. There is no Same. TV mom that I think is funnier and more entertaining on screen than Lucille Bluth. And like, I also thought of Mallory Archer, who's basically the same person. So little two for one here. Uh, just one of them's animated and one of them is not. And just Aaron, you want to talk about quotes? I mean, Lucille Bluth quotes are all timers. It's. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael, I would cry, but I can't spare the moisture. <laughs> How much could a banana cost? $10? <laughs> He's awesome. R.I.P. Jessica Walter. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, she's great. And just like the the relationship between her and Buster is is very funny throughout the show. Um, it's just so how terrible. It, yeah, it's horrible. And that's why like I'm not I'm never going to claim that she's a good mom, but like Oh, just anytime it like cuts to her, like just doing rich people shit, you know, 
her also her relationship with Lindsay. She's like the worst mom to Lindsay um, in that show. Yeah. And he, but anytime it cuts to her and she's just like doing rich people shit, the way she squeals when Jean Parmesan comes on is, is, is so funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I fucking love Lucille Bluth. It's very funny how she's only a good mom quote to buster like she's just a fucking douche to all of her other children like she's no matter the what, worst Buster's... mom to buster i like oh. i just every time i okay. think of that relationship i just see her blowing her smoke into buster's mouth and him <laughs> running out onto the balcony to spew it out i mother mean, i'm going is... to army <laughs> <laughs> she, she but, signed him up for the army yeah it, so what I will say is like there is not a part in the show where I feel like she goes out of her way to mend relationships with any of her children but Buster and doesn't go out of her way to like it almost seems like she doesn't give a shit about any of them uh, except Buster when he's like I'm gonna go do this and she's like oh I don't care and then he leaves and she's like oh I miss Buster. oh I mean <laughs> it's she doesn't give a shit about Lindsay and she doesn't give a shit about Michael. So I don't care for Job. Yeah, (laughs) that's a great quote. I love all of my children equally. (laughs) 30 minutes earlier. I don't care for Job. I don't care for Job. (laughs) You're right. You're right. She might be the funniest too. She's always uh, just made me wonder, like, how did that? Did she just bring that up out of like silence? You know, everything had been quiet. No one's talking. And then just out of nowhere, (laughs) you know, I don't care for Job. (laughs) I I like to imagine like Job came in and did something like very Job like and broke something. And then he walked out. She like (laughs) takes a sip of her martini, takes a drag from her cigarette. She's like, I don't care much for Job. Yeah, yeah, she is. But out loud to nobody. Yeah, yeah, no one in particular. Yeah, she's she's one of my favorites. Like one of my favorite characters on that show. One of my favorite characters in Archer too, because again, it's basically the same character just in a different show. And yeah, rest in peace, great actress. I love the rest of development, and I as soon as you started. Talking to Dave, I was like, oh, I know who she. I know he's going Lucille. Um, man, that show's so good. She's such an awesome character. Um, I just, again, I think it's like with Estelle. Like, I can see, like, I can see, like, a similarity, like, with my mom and and Estelle, my mom and Lucille. Like, she's a little bit of a combination of both, in a certain extent. And I mean that in the best way. Um, possible. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just there's such a and like that's what I think I love so much about the characters because like there is like something in the core there that like I see again like my relationship with my mom and I mean that like totally in a good way. I don't know how to explain. I can't go, which, go which into it. Which child moment, are you like, in this one? Which child yeah, are you in your relationship? Job. Um, you Job? I I am a comp on the combination of Job and Buster. I think in that relationship, like in the best possible way. <laughs> <Mother> um, <boy. laughs> she'd like Sorry. probably like you know she'll buy me something. She'll buy me a bunch of stuff, and then like a few minutes later, she's like, "I don't care much for you." Um, yeah, uh, but I I guess that's what like I resonate so much because I do find like there's a core of like. I think people who have um, who are brought up differently, um, you know, have someone who grew up uh, 
with a family that um, owned their own business and had lots of, uh, you know, uh, just were working a lot and had a lot of things going on and, um, you know, lots of uh, hands in the fire. Um, there's a manic energy, I think, that comes along with uh, a character like that that I can relate to a little bit. Um where you know you're a family but then you're also part of like a, a legacy of like a business or a, a higher entity that's like also like you know kind of means something to the you know to the family and to the outside world a little bit so i on i i can that show resonates with me a lot and i think that character resonates with me so i i I'm, i really appreciate your pick quick question for everybody before we move on of like let's match the top three hosts with the Bluth children. So Aaron is definitely Job. Like no question right. about it. Aaron's right. Job. No question. Yep. 100%. Alan is Lindsay. That is Obviously. also correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so here's the one. Okay. So you don't get to pick yourself. So I'm going to say bloodbath is, Buster and Dave, you're Michael because you uh, you keep the chaotic ship of top three running, no matter how awful Alan is at every <laughs> fucking turn, no matter how many times the you have to make a decision based on the stupid, awful things that Alan and I do. You know, I'm taking my name out of it based on Alan stuff. No matter how many times Aaron like does some Job shit and ruins everything. <laughs> no matter how many times Bloodbath's audio. Sounds like he's talking through an 1860s phone. Like, Dave, you're there. To, you're there to reel it in, my dude. Uh, bloodbath. I trying to figure out how is bloodbath Buster other than process of elimination. Other than process of elimination. Yeah. And everybody likes him. You know, fan favorite type character. Yeah. And bloodbath's afraid Aaron of seals. Job so. person. <laughs> Aaron is the most job person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Correct. He's that, like that is he's like right. borderline Tobias, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to think of his name this whole time. <laughs> uh, I can see Aaron going through a phase in his life where he wants to be a blue man. There was a woman who worked, for, or a girl who worked for me for a while, and her name was Tobar. Um, and so I just saved her in my phone as Dr. Tobias Fuke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that story was going nowhere and you accentuated it perfectly. Good job, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron, who's your number one? My number one, and this is who I talked about earlier, who I thought we should Michael Bumpus, performed by the hilarious Deborah Jo Rupp. Hilarious. Hilarious. Kitty Foreman, number one. Uh, we've already talked about her a little bit. All the things I wanted to hit on with Kitty, we hit on with Alan's pick. She's very, very, very funny. She's eccentric. And one thing I've noticed with all of my picks is there's a slight like bout with alcoholism with all three of the mothers that I picked, which I feel is like, that's what makes a good TV mom. A little bit of alcoholism. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to... Well, Marge... You know, there are multiple episodes where Marge drinks too much. Uh, Circe, who is basically fueled by wine, and Kitty Foreman, who is drunk every fifth time she's on the screen. Um, but I won't talk about Kitty Foreman too much because we already hit everything in the head. So I'm going to go ahead and do the two quotes uh, that I have for Kitty Foreman on here. 
Uh, number one is she's had a rough day at work being mistreated by all the male doctors and she comes back to the house and Fez is like, Kitty, I hurt my finger. I need you to help me. And she's and she says, I'm sorry, sweetie. I'm not doing anything else for men today, which I, I j- is just a great quote. <laughs> and then uh, there's another one where she's having a conversation with Donna. And Donna is pissed off at Eric for some reason. And she's uh, they're talking about like having a family and Kitty looks at her and she's like, well, Donna, you know, I love my family. It's just sometimes I want to get in a car and run them all over. <laughs> and I, I, I think that one right there perfectly encapsulates what Kitty Foreman does. So we don't got to talk about it anymore. I, I thought we should have Michael Bumpister, dude, for real. Uh, Kitty Foreman, Deborah Drower up, number one. Yeah, retroactively, I think she probably should have been Michael Bumpus because even though she wasn't going to be on my list, like she's on yours and I have a feeling she's Bloodbath's number one also. Yeah, it's probably should have been Michael Bumpus. So. Yeah, which is totally fine. I'm glad we got to talk about her from like multiple perspectives. Um, but yeah, to me, it was like the the minute like this was our top three. I was like, OK, so Kitty Foreman's my number one. What's the rest of my list? And, you know, she 100 percent deserves it. She's fucking hilarious and she's awesome and she plays off of every character in the show really well. And she's caring and she's kind of drunk and mean. You know, you know how I like my mom's Dave drunk yeah. and fucking mean, my dude. So yeah, we've yeah. we've uh, we've seen that. So. there's a whole hidden episode that you guys can only find by looking in the code for episode 13 that's me just talking about drunk moms for hours that was from a much different perspective though that was our top three porn categories <laughs> <laughs> rat boy would love that episode yeah all right so alan who's your number one then oh my number one was lucille bluth as well yeah, um, I love Lucille. Pick, pick. We're making teams here on the show. It's me and Alan versus right. Aaron and Bloodbath. Kitty Foreman's great. You'll never I, win. I'll, I'll listen to <laughs> Kitty Foreman all day. But uh, but Lucille Bluth. R.I.P. Jessica Walters. When she's trying to like wink and she looks like like she's like trying yeah. to get Michael. He's like, are you are you having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? To make sure you never make that face ever again. (laughs) (laughs) She has one of the best chicken dances of of the uh, Bluth family, too. (laughs) Karuka kachoo! Has anyone in this family ever seen a chicken before? (laughs) Again, I feel like she... I feel like I resonate with that character. I, I just had dinner tonight with my parents and my daughter. And my dad was talking about how he had uh, he had gone and seen uh, his brother was in town. So he went and visited him this afternoon for a little bit. And he's just like, yeah, it was, you know, kind of weird. Like he kept like kept touching me, kept putting his hands on me every time. Like he'd get up from the couch and go get a beer and he'd like put his arm on my shoulder. Like he'd, you know, just like rub my shoulder or something like that. And he's my mom without missing a beat. She just goes. You just feel weird when someone touched you because I'd never touch you. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, wow, this is something I should talk to my therapist about for sure. Yeah. Oh, I laughed. I laughed so loud in the middle of the restaurant. Your mom is very funny. I, what's very funny about your mom is if she was talking about people on the top three podcasts, the very first thing she would say was, I don't care much for Aaron. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's the first she's that's the first thing she says to me every day i get a text <laughs> message first thing in the morning i don't care much for aaron yeah and i'm like i know mom 5 15 a.m 
<laughs> that's like i know mom i don't either your mom hugged me one time when i came to subhouse and i was just like what in the fuck is happening right now <laughs> she had been drinking heavily oh she's drinking great moms okay there it is <laughs> <laughs> all right so lucille bluth has been covered bloodbath number one uh, uh without surprise number one is kitty foreman um, mm, probably should have Michael Bumpuster. She is my absolute favorite TV mom that exists. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say at this point. She's just incredibly hilarious. She, you know, again, I think they write her character with um, so much grace and so much like warmth. And still, again, she she's she's very much Red's wife, and I think that. They create like such a nice dynamic with each other. It's it's so good. Um, as I said earlier, you know, I, I think there's probably a lot of people in our generation who like that's like a legit aspiration to like try and be. Red and Kitty has like their um, has they grow old and like have kids and stuff like that. I I think the idea of like a TV like if there were a TV show that was like Red and Kitty like before they had kids, I think it would be just as funny. Um, likewise, I'm. You know, they announced that they're doing a sequel to that 70s show set in the 90s, and uh, the only characters that come back are Red and Kitty. Uh, and I'm totally fine with that. That does not bother me whatsoever. I think that they're just, you know, they're just the best. I think they're, like, I think she ends up being such a well, again, like, theme with all my picks were, like, well-rounded uh, female characters, and I think she uh, very much embodies that uh, like this one scene i always think of when i think of kitty her and red are in bed and the uh, reds i can't remember what he's mad about but he's mad about something and kitty's looking through like a like a cosmo and she's just like hey guess what i just scored uh you know a 90 percent on you know how good a lover are you she's like i only got you know i only got a 90 percent because number Six is icky, and I'm a nurse. Like, I'm a nurse, and number six is icky. And then he's mad, and he leaves the... He uh, gets up and starts to leave the bedroom. And she's like, well, we can, I can have a couple of drinks, and we can give number six a shot. And then he, like, leaves, and she's like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> There's a very <laughs> so funny good. part where where Red gets her a dachshund, and, like, the dachshund's sitting up on, like, their, like, kitchen counter and uh red's like why is the dog on the counter and she's like because he wants to be tall and i lose my fucking mind every time i see that <laughs> that is the cutest shit in the world to me, dude. yeah yeah she's good retroactive michael bumpus for kitty foreman it's the least we can do yeah so michael good. michael so michael bumpus do 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 michael bumpus Kitty Foreman edition, you guys. Meet Morp. <laughs> Meet Morp, you guys. <laughs> so it right. really did end up being like team now. Team Lucille and Team Kitty. It did. So well, they, you know, Kitty, Kitty was like, Alan's number two, so yeah. But yeah. Lu- Lucille Bluth is... I have one more honorable mention. that I have my honorable mention, but she was number five. You know, she is great. Yeah. We yeah, we hit on great. all the best TV moms after like 1995, I feel. Yeah. And I'm actually like, I'm surprised that now that we're done with our top threes, before we get into honorable mentions, Bloodbath, K 
kept it to like the time period in which we've been alive, which I did not yeah. see coming. <laughs> and wow. I here's the thing: is he prefaced his entire thing with like, "Hey, all the '80s sitcoms, their moms were dead," and I'm like, I got like five in my head. I know he knows that exists where the moms are dead, and he's gonna say all of them. Uh, <laughs> that he did it at Bloodbath. Like I commend you for it. Very out of character, <laughs> strong move. You're now my second favorite one here. Hmm. You know, that's Aww. a lie. I'm your favorite. No, like, I, it's I funny. Am, I had mentioned. Uh, I mentioned. This I am my favorite. Somebody, I mentioned uh, this topic today to somebody, and they said, "Like, oh, I bet you're gonna pick a bunch of like moms from like the '60s and '70s." I was just like, "Honestly, no. I only really thought of two, and I was like, I'm not gonna pick those two. Fuck them." It well, that's the, the mom, '90s. I can't kids. remember. It's the mom. It's the mom from the Partridge Family and the and uh, Carol Brady. Carol Brady. <laughs> Dude, I looked at like a hundred top TV moms list and Carol Brady was number one on like all of them. And I was like, dude, the Brady Bunch is fucking lame. Fuck yep. that, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get into uh, honorable mentions. And I wrote down three honorable mentions, but we already talked about Cersei Lannister and Peggy Hill. So honorable mention, and this is actually like a good mom, very good mom. I would like, I would like to be a part of this family. And that's Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights. She is a great mom. Also, uh, actually, I don't want to be in that family because she's real hot, and that would make me feel weird if she was Ooh, super mom. hot. Because you got because yeah. you got to fuck your mom if she's that hot. That's just like a that's rule. the rules, right? That's <laughs> the Sixteenth Amendment. Yeah, <laughs> but Tammy Taylor, honorable mention, Friday Night Lights, great character, great actress, very hot. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, very how about you? Dave say very hot. Like, he never does that. <laughs> no, I never uh, do. We've already talked about my other honorable mentions, so the only one we haven't mentioned, I'm going to give props to uh, very talented Sarah Chalk and say Beth Smith from Rick and Morty. I think she is oh. fucking hilarious in that show, and it really explores the, like, relationship between her and her father and how that affects how she raises uh, Summer and uh, Morty. Uh, and she's... Everything I've ever seen her do, she's fucking hilarious. And Beth Smith is fucking hilarious. So I'm going to go uh, Beth Smith from Rick and Morty. Yeah, dude. Performed by Sarah Chalk. Sarah Chalk, like, you know I love Scrubs. Uh, yeah, I had, like I had, like, the biggest crush on Sarah Chalk from Scrubs. She's very hot and funny. Like, if you're hot and funny, like, I yeah. will lick your toes. She's, I do not mind. <laughs> she's really funny, and when she showed up in How I Met Your Mother, I got really excited, and then she was, uh, then she was gone, because that show I fucking know. blew it. That show fucking blew it, dude. Like, that was, like, the moment that I was watching How I Met Your Mother. I'm like, oh, you fucked up, and I don't care about this show anymore. Yeah. Uh, Alan, what's your honorable mention? We covered all of my honorable mentions. Uh, I was going to do Peggy Hill and... Uh, March Simpson were my two honorable mentions. So, right on. I Blood. still think they're great. Bath. Honorable mentions are Carol Brady. Um, yeah, <laughs> God, no, 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 no. You, you had a good run. Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers, and um, uh, f- as far as like a bad and shitty mom goes, uh, um, Nancy from Weeds. Yeah, yo, yo, lo, dude, that's a great answer. I did not even think of her. You're talking about Nancy Botwin, man. She 
she is fucked. That is a great character, man. Like that show is great. And the whole show is she's basically doing the Cersei Lannister thing. But like instead of a queen, she's like a fucking Orange County, like drug dealer kingpin. That's that's a really, really good answer, dude. No love for Skylar White. Who? No, dude, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who? What? Skylar yelled at him all the time. I know who she is. She, yeah, she yelled, yelled at him all the time. She yelled at him all the time because he, he's a because he's fucking selling drugs and he's like he tearing the family apart. He, he gave her fifty million dollars worth of blue crystal meth, but he gave that to her. Anyway, he showed it to her. Anyway. Anyway, let's get into our listener responses, of which we have several for this episode. So, uh, I will get started with Chris N, whose number three is Marge Simpson. Number two is Maura Rose from Schitt's Creek. Never watched that show. Heard it's good. And uh, number oh, one, that's great show. Kitty Foreman. All right. Next up, we have Jake. Uh, his number three is Kitty Foreman. Number two, Martha Kent from Smallville, and number one, Amy Matthews. This is a this. The, the, I I I kept seeing this name. Who is that? Does anybody know who that is? No idea. Let's check. Boy meets world. Boy meets world. Oh yeah, I I never got into that. I shit, never watched good that answer. show. Good answer. But we're two for two on Kitty Foreman. Uh, next up is is Craig, uh, whose number three is Kitty from that '70s show. Number two is Jessica from Fresh Off the Boat. I don't know what that means. And number one is Lucille from Arrested Development. Fresh Off the Boat's a really funny answer. show. I love that. That's show. what everybody says. And the, yeah. the parents, like, yeah, I, I don't remember much about the mom. I, I think she's okay. What it really stands out is Randall Park is the dad in Fresh Off the Boat, and he's like the funniest fucking guy. He's very funny. All right. Next up, we have Matt R. Number three is Edith Bunker from All in the Family. Number two is Judith Weir from Freaks and Geeks. Number one, Marge Simpson with an honorable mention to Lois from Malcolm in the Middle. I disagree with Lois. I disagree with Edith. Uh, I'm totally down for Judith Weir. Judith Weir is great. You can't you can't shit on. I, I think their last name is Wilkerson, if I remember correctly, but you can't shit on Lois from Malcolm in the Middle. She's I and I don't have the name, even though I've had all names all night. She's an awesome TV mom. I thought I thought she was a great TV. I thought she was. We were, I was going to hear her on someone's list here. Same, same. Yeah. That was. I never, I never watched Malcolm in the Middle. So, but no surprise that Marge Simpson's Matt's number one since he was the guest on the Top Simpsons characters episode. It's my boy. Yep. Uh, next up is Rihanna. Number three, Rebecca Donaldson. I don't know who that, what show that's from. Do you guys? I do not. Somebody find out. Yeah, we'll have to find that out. No, I have no idea. And a quick Google search is uh, inappropriate search results are removed. So I, uh, I, I got nothing right now. All right, hang on. Let me, <laughs> let me see. In America's less restricted internet access. <laughs> Donaldson. Hey, look at some porn while you're at it. Yeah, that's one of the one of the things Scott about Korea. Disick's like new girlfriend. So that doesn't seem like it, a TV mom. She's like a borderline Kardashian. Oh, so it's okay. like reality TV. That's a TV. Okay. That's a TV think, mom. That's yeah, a TV. Uh, I think, I think like Rihanna's cool, and I'm like, there's 
I think Rihanna's cool. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to block her on all social media platforms. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be getting a coffee in the morning. So I'll, I'll have to ask her about that. Okay. Tell her, tell her that I got real mad. That's actually really funny. So like the Kardashians, are they blocked on South Korean internet? No, I was going to say like, <laughs> I was going to say like Korean internet is the best in the world. Uh, but po- all porn is blocked. So, like, what are you going to use that? What are you going to use that connection speed for? You know, holy shit! <laughs> That's um, so funny. So, what did they do in Korea? I don't know, man. Like, use know. your goddamn imagination. You don't know whatever they. How long have you lived in Korea? They fuck a bloodbath. They just fuck. They don't have poor bloodbath. They multiply. They they go on the online Sears catalog, and you know. <laughs> Fond- fondle the ladies. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Rihanna's list. Uh, Rihanna's number two is Roseanne, and uh, number one, Kitty Foreman. So Kitty's back. Roseanne's hey. a good answer. Roseanne's yeah, good. I considered that one. Yeah, that, that's a good answer. That was a funny show. All right, next up we have Carolyn D, and this is my favorite answer of all of the listener responses. Her number three is Bulma Briefs from Dragon Ball Z, which is <laughs> awesome. That's funny. Which is so cool. I had no idea what her last Briefs. name was. That threw me for a loop. Yeah. They're all like named after clothes and pants and stuff. It's very, it's a very strange thing. They're all either uh, named after <laughs> clothes or vegetables in that show. It's, that's <laughs> very that Japanese. Very right. weird. Next up, we had her, her next answer. Number two is Claudia from Grounded for Life, which I actually like Grounded for Life. Uh, number one, Amy Matthews from Boy Meets World. Right on. Uh, next up is Abby, whose number three is Lorelai Gilmore, whose number two is Beverly Hofstadter, and number one, Kitty Foreman, and honorable mention Kitty Foreman again because she is that awesome. That's my I sister. That's my sister. Beverly Hofstadter is uh, the main character's mom from The Big Bang Theory. And today I learned ah. my sister watches The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <boo. laughs> <Just very funny. laughs> I had to look up who Lorelai Gilmore is. And it turns out she's from Gilmore Girls. I, I, I won't hate like I have had. I had an ex-girlfriend who was obsessed with Gilmore Girls, and I've seen my fair share of episodes. She's pretty funny. No, I'm not hating. I'm just saying, like, I did. I I was like, who the fuck is that? And then, oh yeah, it's the show that starts with the word Gilmore. <laughs> the show yeah. the Gilmore you, you almost Girl. broke yeah. your laptop. Who the fuck? <laughs> Deductive reasoning. All right. Next up, we have Ariel with Mora Rose. Number two, Lucille Booth. And number one, Lois Wilkerson. Lucille From Bluth, Malcolm Ariel. In the middle. Yep. Ariel, you're cool. You're cool. That's uh, Arrington's girl. She is cool. Psych, just kidding. Who's I that? hate you. Who's Maura Rose? <laughs> She's from Schitt's Creek. Uh, it's played by the chick who was the mom in Home Alone. I can't remember her name, but she was in all the Christopher Guest movies. She's very, very, very right. funny. Kathleen O'Hara. Correct. Yep, that's the one. Next up is Jessica C, whose number three is Sophia Petrillo. I don't know who the fuck that is. Anyone She's else? She's uh, the old lady in the Golden Girls. She's Sophia okay. in the Golden Girls. Okay, wow. respect. Wow, uh, number one. two, Maura Rose again. Number one, Linda Belcher. And honorable mention to 
Bianca Pose, Blanca Pose. I can't read this. What? No anyone idea know what that that's is. from? No idea. All right, I'll Google it. Hang on. All, all I will say is I thought it was Bianca too, but I think there are multiple people on this. Maybe, maybe not, but uh, I, I, it was put in the listener response thing as Blanca. So I'm just, I, I rolled with it. Oh, I, that may be like a stage name. Oh, I don't it's, know. And it's Blanca from the show Pose. From the show Pose. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Interesting. Blanca from I, the show I've Pose. I've never heard of that show. A, yeah. It is, she is a trans woman on the show Pose. So cool. Uh, no idea what that is, but cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the confusion, Jessica. I'm not. I hate. I hate it when uh, listener responses make us work. I'm actually infuriated right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, All right. Next up, we have Jess J. Her number three is Tammy Taylor. Uh, number two, Linda Belcher. Number one, Amy Matthews. And an honorable mention to Lorelai Gilmore. I don't know who Tammy Taylor is. Friday Night Lights. She was my honorable mention. Right. Very hot. Very hot. Good answer, yes, Jess. That was Good the answer. takeaway. Very yeah. hot. Jess, Jess knows what's up. Very, very hot. <laughs> uh, and finally, we have Trina, whose number three is Frankie Heck from The Middle. Don't know what that is. Number two, Lois Wilkerson from Malcolm in The Middle, which must be the sequel. And mm-hmm. then number one is Roseanne. Yeah, I think the middle was the prequel to Malcolm in the Middle. And then when Malcolm was born, they changed the show to Malcolm in the Middle. Right. You see? Yeah. Alan, you get it. Yeah, you get it. (laughs) Alan, you're a cultured fella. You understand. (laughs) Uh, And one more late entry, we have Monica, uh, who has her number three, uh, the mom from The Blind Side. Which is a movie, but we'll go ahead and let that one slide. No, uh, we won't. Elastigirl we from won't. Uh, no. The Incredibles. Also, we'll let that one slide. Uh, and then number one. What the fuck is happening right now? Over two. <laughs> and oh, then no. number one, uh, Morticia Adams from The Adams Family, which is a TV oh, show. That is a so. TV show. Yeah, okay. Oh, are works, you telling me works. Monica was watching a 1950s TV show? She death means the movie, my dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Bloodbath. Did you? tell her it was tv moms or did you say top three moms and she was like well there's my mom and my grandma and you're like, no, 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 no. i, I may moms. have said top three i may have said top three in movie or tv moms so yeah i gotta tell you for oh, late edition, I'm real mad. And I'm going to say this, Carolyn uh, DeVore, I love your answer, Bulma Briefs. But because of Bloodbath's late entry, I'm declaring everybody a loser, dude, because the list is ruined. <laughs> and now I'm mad. My disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like one o'clock in the afternoon in Korea. Like he's got the rest of his day to stew about. He's got so he's got to sit with this. Yeah, just he's got to hang around. on to that out. Yeah. Carolyn, I'm sorry that we ruined your life because you obviously deserve to win for Bulma. But I got I got to tell you, Carolyn, like my heart's just not in top three anymore. <laughs> I'm really really bad about this. Yeah, we may have to reevaluate whether we want this podcast to go on. I, I think uh, we should have a a, a brief meeting. Uh, time for a house meeting, y'all. Time for a house meeting, y'all. Everybody to the cupboard. <laughs> I I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, well, if you want to participate in future uh, listener top three submissions, 
keep an eye out on our social media pages. We usually post those uh, about a week before recording. Uh, Those social media links are down in the show notes for everyone who wants to participate. Also, highly recommend joining our Discord server, which is where we got several of these responses. And the Discord server is a good time. We've got channels for all sorts of topics. If you want to talk about what's going on on the show, if you want to talk about what's going on on my other show, Tales from the Backlog, about video games, we have other channels talking about movies, life, um, special channels dedicated to the band Creed and its uh, greatest hits, you know, the normal stuff that normal Ohio. people talk Ohio about. Ohio stuff. Yeah, normal stuff. Um, so yeah, join the Discord. It's a good time. And yeah, that's it. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please, if you enjoy the show, consider leaving a rating and review. That's really helpful for us. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. And yeah, get on social media, get in the Discord, find out what's coming up next on future episodes. And one last thing, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers listening. We love you from a top three podcast. I read that like a letter. In cursive. I love you, Brandon Ingram. I wish you were my mom. Go Pellies. <laughs> love you, mom. And Aaron's mom and Dave's mom and Bloodbath's mom. Uh, love all the moms in the world. Thank you for all, all the, all the moms in the world. Bloodbath is horny. He is very horny. <laughs> we had a chance. We had a chance to do the uh, the Miss Jackson thing, and we didn't do it. I'm proud of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're evolving. We can do it now. Nope. Time to go. Thanks, everybody, nope, for time listening. To go. Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, mamas. Mamas, mamas. <laughs> Baby mamas, mamas. Yeah, go like this. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry.